This week in league, Kalen is French for coward as Ponga refuses to take the field to be tested against Teddy. Anthony Griffin identifies Cohen Hess as his first major recruitment target as he unveils his final solution for NRL supremacy. Anthony Milford's body catches up with his heart and joins it on the sidelines for the remainder of the year. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 18 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 367 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Getting close to the end. Got that finals feeling. Oh, it's fucking getting close to the start of footy. You're starting up again. The NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bring it. Um, It's been a long season for a Manly fan, hasn't it? It has. It has. Especially when you just fucking just think, my God, and 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 we'll get to the game stuff later. But again, like, is there been there hasn't been a game in about the last eight where they haven't lost two players in, in the match as well, which is just fucking crazy. But um, that's the most. That's well, I mean, at least you know they're getting value out of like the complete 30, 30 man squad. Well, actually, not yet because I think T Rex is in it and he hasn't been he hasn't been seen yet and he's not in the twenty one this week. So fuck, how's he feeling? Well, I mean, you know, look, we're going to lose another two this week, so there's going to come the point where there's just no option. He's at least going to be in the 21, uh, yeah, if not the 17. I mean, because surely it must be getting to the fucking point where the... I know I know where backline players are concerned. There's literally no one left. Like, that's yeah, okay. it. One more injury, <laughs> and and we're fucking... And, well, we'll just do... We'll, it'll just be 80 minutes of what we normally do for 40 minutes. Have, like, a fucking second row in yeah, the, the okay. centres. Except maybe the second rowers may have to push out as far as the wing. Well, <laughs> T-Rex on the wing. Well, I mean, you know, you fucking uh, can do it. Mm. The big man. Mm. Has been has been known to do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, news this week. Fucking straight into the news. Uh, I don't have a ton of articles lined up, although just because there's a couple of little things where it's just like, oh, you know, like you know, it's interesting, but we'll probably talk about it in like a game situation anyway. Mm. So, but Anthony Griffin will be uh, has been signed to be the next coach of the St George Illawarra Dragons for the next two seasons, and so he'll take over the reins ahead of the 2021 campaign, and uh, returns to coaching, having last coached uh, just recently, finishing in uh, 2018. So, of course, he had a stint at the Broncos there from 2011 to 2014. Yep. Panthers, 2016 to 18. Yep. 55.5% win rating. And, uh, yeah, recently he's been the assistant for the Tongan international side um, alongside Dean Young, who he's with at the minute. Yep. Uh, who he will be at the minute, I suppose, as he moves in and transitions. So... I guess the Dragons, I think their priority, being serious, I think their priority is just the fact that Anthony Griffin is one of those coaches that when we've had questions asked, um, they've happened on the on the members' episodes a bit about, okay, here's this team, how do you fucking, you know, what do you do to fix it? Yep. And he's the type of coach that you do put in to kind of structurally fix a fucked up organization. Yeah. 
and he's got a, a very good. He, I mean, he he hasn't won a comp, but he does have a very good uh, a very good record of taking teams to the finals, and yeah. so that's a great first step for a dragon side that hasn't been mm. in that kind of environment mm. for quite some time. Uh, is he the guy to get it to to get them over the the ultimate hurdle and actually win a comp? Look, I don't probably not, but. Regardless of that, I I don't think there's any one coach that is the coach to do that. Yeah, because you need the cattle. Yeah, you know you, you can be the greatest fucking coach in the world, but if you give, you know, who who would you say is the the greatest coach of the modern era? Like if you give Bellamy the current Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs roster, he's not winning a comp with that. No, but I mean, look, I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it first year. Like you wouldn't say first year. Not You'd at say all. let them, yeah, because yeah, the the thing they speak about with a lot of coaches, like for example, this is something that Seabold came up against. Uh, you know, oh, you know, this was a roster that he didn't assemble. He didn't have his team exactly. in quotes, you know, things like that. So yeah, exactly. But um, but I mean, you know, it, it has to be said that I mean, Bellamy certainly when he pulls the likes of a. You know, like a, a Brian Norrie out of fucking regional Victorian, yeah. co- you know, rugby league captain coaching Which, some team of farmers and turns him into a fucking... But that's the thing, you know. You know like do, he can't extract the best out of a player. Doing that sort of thing is a yeah. lot easier when you when you go, yeah, when you've got your crocs and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, yeah. you're slotting them into. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is, I think that the coach is, is fine, but people are kidding themselves if they think that just replacing a coach... Is going to turn everything... It's yeah. what fucked Brisbane. Yep. Um, the the fact that they just thought, well, hang on, we're not where we need to be. We're going to replace the coach, and that'll be the the secret switch that flicks us into a, a premiership side. Um, yeah, you know, he did a fine job taking over. Uh, you know, Henjack had the Broncos in a uh, unfavorable position. You could, uh, you could argue it was, it was his it was his Broncos roster that that alter, you know. Yeah. He, the, yeah, he coached them in 2014 and the grand final 20, 2015. 2015. Could also argue that perhaps that wouldn't have been the case if he was still coaching coach in 2015. Yeah, exactly. These are so, things that can be argued. Exactly. Um, the the Dragons need some fucking recruitment, first and foremost. And I would hope that he is uh, you know, given a platform to coach the side the way he sees fit. Uh, given the the uh, the comments that Mary made about his later time there, where you know there was, he didn't yeah. have, he didn't have the final say over the over there the was team. a selection panel. Yeah, did yeah. It? Funnily enough, I did see an interview with Dean Young. Yeah, and Dean Young said that he was given full autonomy to pick the team. Yeah. Okay. So it was a thing then. So it just seemed to be a try and get him out. Yeah. Style of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um the. The fucking grossest part of all this is the two sides of the reporting media that have made it about them somehow. Uh, yeah. That the Fox side are pro-Griffin and yeah. think it's great and, you know, <laughs> that, that he's a great bloke and he's been hardly done by. Yeah. And then the other side, which is, you know, funnily enough, the, the side that, that Gus is on. Yeah. Um, they're saying that it's a travesty and the Dragons are making a horrible mistake. Thing. Yeah, it, Jesus fucking Christ! But then it was like, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't they saying that like you know, like Gus recommended him to the Dragons, but then he's come. But then it comes out that he said to 
the Panthers board that that he can't coach. But, you know, when he was at the Panthers, he's like, you know, that's what that's how he got him out. He said he can't coach. I can try and work with. I can. I can. I can continue to work with him, but he can't coach. And that's when you you were like running fourth, and you got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then Gus does a review with the Panthers, the, the, the Dragons. <laughs> Recommends a guy. He says can't coach. Yeah. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, <laughs> this is what people forget in life when you when you're looking at other people. Yeah. And and especially if they. They have something to do with a, something you're passionate about, like a footy club or, yep. or whatever it is. You expect that everything they've ever said is the gospel truth all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has there ever been a situation in anyone's life where they've said something to get something that they wanted or needed <laughs> out of an individual or a group of people that may have been bending the truth a little bit? Yes. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. You know? Oh, <laughs> Um, other little brief items, I suppose, uh, that um, AJ has re-signed for two years with the Rabbits. Yes, putting an end to that. Oh, it hasn't been officially announced, I don't think, but um, but it's uh, said to have happened. And apparently, he signed with them for like a hundred grand less than the Storm yep. were offering him, which is fucking crazy. Yep. Um, on his, but I mean, look, look, loyalty is loyalty is a great thing, and if I was a rabbits fan, I'd be feeling very warm and fuzzy about that fact. And yeah. go, wow, what a fucking great guy, what a great South guy, blah blah, you know, Cardinal and fucking Myrtle, you know, up the fucking rabbits, blah blah blah. But I mean, playing rugby league is a short fucking career unless you're Cameron Smith and you just got to fucking get out of the house every weekend. <laughs> So you take him out of the equation, yeah, and it's a fucking it's a short career. You got to get in while the getting's good. Yep. Now AJ has made he's 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 made some coin over his career, but it's never been that top tier coin. No. And I'm not suggesting that he would be on top tier coin down at the Storm either. He'd be on significantly less than they were paying uh, paying Fox, I'm sure. Yep. But it's still a hundred grand more. Yeah. Than what he what he will be getting. Yep. Uh, sure, you've got to live in fucking. Bat country, <laughs> <laughs> come to where the bat flavor is. Yeah, and um, and you know what? I only had that thought today because because I'm looking at going storm. Uh, you know, Cameron Smith uncertain future. Um, Craig Bellamy's uncertain. You know how long he's going to be there. But at the end of the day, fucking solid organization that yeah, you know are going to run. It. They're going to run you properly. They're going to rehab you properly. You're going to win yep. games. You're probably going to make the finals, etc., etc. Yep. I was thinking, wow, actually, that's a good point. In the year 2020, how much is that fucking cesspool down there with the Rona and everything? Yeah. How much does that influence somebody? Mm. Especially because they're like, well, fuck, I'm going down to play in, I'm going to go down and play in Melbourne. Got to train, you know, work, play half my games in Melbourne, move my family down there, but also the Rona. So I'm going to get stuck up, you know, do I, how long am I going to be in Queensland with my family down in Melbourne mm. you know, under lockdown? Yeah, you know, there's probably too many uncertainties. Yeah. Um, it's like, is it like the first time in the history where it's just like an undesirable like it's like yeah. the only undesirable place probably to except Townsville play, yeah actually Towns, yeah, Townsville and I mean New Zealand obviously but yeah well that goes without saying with the territory yeah <laughs> because otherwise you know like Melbourne you know Victoria previously had the you know Melbourne you know with the, the fucking well, it, it also, the yeah. other benefit it had yeah. was a certain level of anonymity. Yeah, yeah, total anonymity. Where 
you know, you, you could live aspects of a commas normal life. Yeah. And still be on, you know, sports player money. Yeah. So. Yep. Speaking That's of true. sports player money, did you see uh, the salary cap issue? No, I did out? not. So, Which salary cap issue is this? So the NRL salary cap is set to be cut in a bid to stop up to 100 players losing their jobs. Okay. I mean, they did sort of talk about this as being a something that was going to happen as part of the Rona restructure. That's it. Yeah. So th- this is one of those interesting things where the players wanted their money guaranteed mm-hmm. for next season. Yep. What the NRL have come back and said was that we either need to cut the top 30 squads mm-hmm. and I'd heard they were going to make them 28. Yep. Uh, but it says it may be as much as 25 depending on the fallout of Rona. But now they're saying that they'll keep them at top 30s. But just reduce the... But everyone's going to have to take a haircut. Yeah. Well, look, if everyone's taking a haircut, then, you know, hmm. I suppose. Hmm. The only problem... The, the problem is, though, like, you know, monetarily, high, high, highly paid players, the higher paid players... 10% percent, of... 10% of, their, of is theirs is... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, like, 10% of you know base wage hurts a lot more it's not as much money in dollars but, but to that person yeah but to that person yeah yeah, yeah. so it. like there's some things to negotiate there but i think as long as everyone's if it's like a, a you know percentage basis thing just across the board then it's hard for them to argue too much i think and also if it's something that's happening to everybody then it doesn't mean it's not going to cause this. Well, I'm going. I'm leaving the club and going to this other club because everyone's in the same boat. So, but what what I'm waiting for again is fucking dickhead players piping up and going, "Oh, let let us see how the administration's being run." Yeah, if, surely they're off that point now. We've, oh, fucking, you wait for it. I mean, because they've had that. They they got what they wanted there. I mean, they 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 got what they wanted. Well, they did. They like, had here, fucking go to the website where the fucking annual report yeah, is. Is every ex- fucking year expert negotiator, <laughs> fucking Newton. Yeah, negotiated his way out of I, fucking Hawkins. J. I Hawkins want pussy. this thing. I want this thing, and I'm not leaving until I get this thing. And they do that bit where they cover up the microphone. I'm like, do, do, does he mean the bit that's publicly available that anyone can see at any time? Yes, I think that's what he means. Look, the bottom the bottom line with all this NRLPA shit is that if your chief negotiator's biggest, most famous negotiation was negotiating his way out of Jennifer Hawkins' pussy, then... Yeah, then, exactly. Then that's the, that's your fucking William Wallace you're going to run into battle line, <laughs> is it? Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, there, Although, yep. like, who knows? Like, do you know what it takes to win Miss Universe? What? Like a lot. You know how many people you got to get on side? A lot. Mm-hmm. How do we know that when she came back from that shit, having sex with her wasn't like opening your front door and fucking the night? Yeah. Could have been the smartest <laughs> move of his life. Yeah, That's maybe. what I'm saying. <laughs> In related news, <laughs> in related news, friend of the show, yeah. Hope Solo, I believe it was today or today or yesterday. I mean, I don't want to get too soccery in the, in the, in the house, but a friend, good good friend of the show, Hope, Hope Solo, um, legendary female um, US uh, 
national team goalie, the uh, greatest goalkeeper in US history, male or female. Um, this year was the first year she was eligible for the Hall of Fame. And really? I did not get the required votes to be voted into the Hall of Fame. Really? And so I don't know whether it was the fact that she was uh, that she physically abused like a fourteen year old nephew, or the fact that she's got a that she released a bunch of photos of of, of, of her with a fucking loosely packed Italian dip sandwich <laughs> that cost her the votes. But uh, but yeah, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Why don't we offer her an honorary Hall of Fame? Oh, look, I think she's in it. I mean, if we named a, sol- a stadium after her, then... But can we not do... Can, can, like the, there you go. That's a perfect trust I should next year. Well, not now, because you know, people know. But yeah, well, there's no trust there. Like just a photo of her, and it says proudly inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. She's the one. She's the one exception to the rule where you say like, "Oh, great player, even better bloke." Like, great. In conclusion, great player. Fuck the RLPA. Fuck terrible fucking human being. Yeah. And which brings us back around full circle. Shout out to Clint Newton. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally, before we move on, um, Bronson Jerry, his, uh, his B sample came back hot, and he is uh, he's looking down the barrel. I think it was was it last week? We were, you know, he, we're looking. He's looking down the barrel of a. Yep. You know, a lengthy suspension, four years, I believe, for uh, using performer enhancing, enhancing supplements. And it was just, it wasn't that long before we started recording tonight that uh, we saw it pop up in our uh, hashtag Tool Nation uh, Facebook group. And it was a uh, something off Twitter saying that, uh, that, that Bronson uh, was recovering from shoulder surgery when his A sample was taken in November last year. And it is understood the rising star will argue that he had taken the banned supplements with the purpose of aiding his recovery, not with an intention to cheat. Well, Bronson, let me tell you a story about did, why people use did steroids. Did he have representation? He fucking... Pro- yeah, Clint Newton. Like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> honestly... He's, 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 he, what he's doing, he's mistaking, he, he's thinking that Asada can be conned into thinking that steroid use is only to, in, you know, like bodybuilding circles to get fucking jacked and vascular. 99.9% of sports people that use steroids, performance enhancing supplements, it isn't to directly go from A to B to they take the steroids and they instantly run faster. That's not the fucking way it works. Yeah. The way it works is they take the steroids, which decreases muscle fatigue, enhances recovery, decreases injuries, and their performance is enhanced by the fact that they can train longer, harder, recover faster, train more, etc. Yeah. etc. Et exactly the fucking scenario that you just fucking admitted to thinking it was a mitigating factor towards taking fucking drugs. The most lenient sports towards drug taking. I mean, like let's take let's take like blanket fucking cheating off the table, like like institutional cheating, like, like major league like, baseball. Well, well, like fucking like bicycles, like yeah. fucking lands, like institutional cheating where literally every cunt's doing it. Yep. Take that off the table because there's like a level of corruption there. It's not leniency. It's just straight out, you know, corruption. But like for example, uh, back in the day, like you know, sort of ten years ago, maybe less, like UFC. Uh, they when they got the the um, you know Wada or whoever Usada who were on there to do the testing, 
it was a big thing because, like, let's face it, MMA can't love to take fucking roids because yeah. it decreases injuries, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, and let me tell you, just as an aside, like the local MMA scene, rife. Because when you have a fight locally, they're mostly amateur, but even if they're pro, the blood tests you get done are to prove you haven't got like hepatitis and AIDS and shit. They're not, there's no drug ah, testing. Really? So, so if you're training MMA and you want to have fight, fucking juice up boys because you can do it with fucking impunity. Oh my God, the back knee you see in professional MMA in Australia. Um, but okay, yeah, back on the subject. The UFC, uh, when they brought Usada in, it was a huge fucking problem because everyone was doing roids. Mm. And so they had to, so then there were guys that, uh, that were, had used roids so long or they were sort of older. And so then they brought in this you know, therapeutic exemption sort of situation yep. where they could say, look, I've, this is my the doc, doctor has tested my my testosterone levels, yep. and they are like the levels of like a they're, they're whatever this is like X parts per blah blah, blah yep. and that's like the levels of like a forty year old man, which I am. But you know, so I'm allowed to. I've been prescribed testosterone to, to take me to the level of like a twenty three yeah, year old, yeah, you know, yeah, like, okay. which is fucking stupid. <laughs> but I mean, age catches up to everyone. Like that's yeah, at the end does. of the day, age catches up to us all. Certainly uh, does. And combat sports in particular are, are, are a young man's game, or at least a you know mildly young, you know, probably prime in your 30, 30 sort of era, thirty-two. But um, rugby league's never had that. Most Olympic sports, like they don't have that shit. They're just fucking outright. If you know when you sign onto the program to, for the sport that you're in, one of the things you're assigning to is attesting to the fact that yep. everything, everything, single thing that goes into your body. Is your legit. responsibility yes. is legit, and your it's your responsibility. You're not letting people fucking jab you mysteriously with fucking syringes while you sleep. You're not taking stuff that's uh, yep. you know you. It is your responsibility to ensure that any supplements you take are, are on the uh, the approved list for the organization that's uh, testing yep. you, and they give you comprehensive fucking lists and along with other things as well where you've got to report where you're going to be at certain times so they can hit surprise tests on you and that sort of yep. shit. So. In, in organizations that are that strict, as opposed to like the UFC was, I mean, UFC sort of tightened it up now, but um, and removed those, you know, the the uh, therapeutic shit. To my knowledge, I don't think there is any other therapeutic place, you know, where, where you can actually use steroids. It's just like you, you can, you know, you just don't. Um, the only time you can get some sort of leniency is if you claim that the substance was tainted. Now, you can claim a substance was tainted or you like, you, you, I took something legal, I took like some creatine. And it was this brand of creatine, and then if they, if you still have that bucket, they take that bucket from you, and, they test, and every yeah. other bucket from that brand that you have, yeah, they test the fuck out of those, and then they go back to the mothership wherever it came from, and if they find that perhaps it's like a company in in like Russia or China, and they're producing creatine, but they're also producing roids yeah pharmaceutical steroids yeah. as well and they're and in the same fucking barrels or whatever yeah. Yeah. then then you they might go well you know what you're right you did the, you did take the right thing and it was tainted so you'll only get six months then because but that and they still don't they still don't pull it completely that, who was that that tried was that someone recently that tried the whole um my housemate put it in my was it, I feel like, like there was I like took a some of my housemates. I, I, I feel I feel like there was like an Australian swimmer, a female swimmer, or something, or something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, okay, probably. So. Which put us in a terrible situation because I mean, like our, our male swimmers are especially vocal when it comes to Chinese steroid use. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's a way to fuck it up for the gang. Love. Yeah. 
But um, so look, but, but the fact that he's the 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 way that's been worded, if that's true, where he's going to say, he's literally saying, "Yeah, I willingly took it, not to cheat, but to recover faster." A motherfucker, that's the textbook use of steroids. But, B motherfucker, you've admitted to taking them, so but this you're gone already. Yeah. That's it. Uh, old Shandor Earl, mm-hmm. he took his as part of recovery. He'd blown out his leg, or I think it was his leg, and that was when he took his. He was going to the doctor to recover, and they said, you can do this and get done faster. And he went, okay, sure. Yeah, the problem is with Shandor Earl, he was the same situation as the, as the Cronulla ones, where... It was like, it was hazy anyway, like the whole peptide thing. It was like, yeah. it, it was hazy and it was probably newly added to the schedule anyway. Yep. And the, and that's probably why they were, and yeah, and, and they weren't sort of being told what they were, you know, being given that, which is probably why the leniency came in a little bit to, to those guys. Hmm. Like, Shandor Earl didn't get caught with, like, fucking Decker or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever fucking That's Jerry right, got. Yeah, we tried I to mean, read those last yeah, week. Like, he got caught with, like, the legitimately fucking, like, he, there was, like, three things. One of them I never heard of. And the other two are literally the first two things that come into your mind when you think of steroids. Like, it was just straight up yeah. fucking oil that he got from a fucking guy at a locker room at a fucking gym at a powerlifting gym uh, uh, I mean it was a, it was just like literally the straight up shit so it wasn't like some kind of you know exotic like your designer you know peptide or something or other that's like you know in a sort of grey area and maybe it was legal but now it's not and it wasn't any yep. I mean he was just taking straight up gear of three flavours at least three flavours of gear <laughs> now he's willingly he's admitted that he willingly took it but in his heart <laughs> It wasn't cheating. I'm, I'm sorry, son. But yeah, Bronson, your mum's not on the panel. You've literally just given yourself four years, motherfucker. Unless, yeah. unless Asada is on is on some dumb, <laughs> dumb shit that's you know not the standard of like you know water and uh, in terms of uh, punishment. But I mean, given that they put four years on the table, that's kind of what the everything internationally mm. is for yeah. for a um for a positive test. So. Yep. Well, see, you're young, but the, the thing is, when you serve your four years, I, I guess he'll probably be three years because by the time it's all said and done, he's already going to have been out for one year. So whatever the time served up from you know, November last year, yep. you're going to have that. Three years, by the time it's all said and done, you'll be back in like, what, the 2024 season or something like that. The That's way funny. to get a contract, apart from physically training and all mm. that shit, is you've got to fucking pass the attitude test yeah, and not trot that it. shit out when it's time to register your contract again. Yep. Like, I mean, dude. Yeah. That shit might fly now and make you look less guilty in the eyes of your bros. Yeah. But it ain't going to impress any, you know, any coaches or club head honchos that, that may be interested in signing you if and you come back in good health. Yeah. Spot on. All right, recaps. Thursday night. One of the more disappointing fucking nights of Thursday night football here. Given Broncos are always Thursday and Friday, it's usually a, verif- a veritable smorgasbord of paprika and just fucking orgasmic Broncos getting fucking 60 points put on them. We rock up and the Panthers are like, well, fucking here we go again. It's going to be good. No. 
narrator. The narrator, no, it was not good. It was a, it was, it was a twenty-five to twelve win to the Panthers. Uh, they had tries to Mansour, Capewell, Luai, and To'o. Cleary, three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and a field goal. The Broncos, 12, tries two, Katoni Staggs and Jordan Ricky with two conversions from two attempts to Staggs. I was at this game. It was fantastic. It was a glimpse into the Broncos' future. When they In be- what way? When they become the Gold Coast Titans 2.0. And there are 5,800 people <laughs> at their home games. And let me tell you, Suncorp Stadium is a pleasure to go and watch football at. When there's 15,000, 20,000 less cunts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because every person that wasn't there yeah. was a fuckhead. Yeah. It, it was absolutely glorious. A lot of Panthers fans out, obviously. They're you know, yeah. traveling well, so they made the journey. But... Well, they, they made the journey from Brisbane. Yeah, well, they might not have They're come not, out. You know. I'm not sure any of them were like, can't wait for that game against the Broncos. I'm going to fucking go and quarantine for two weeks at the border. Look, we travel. We travel. Um, it was great. They snuck across, the, stuck across the border, got fucking some of, some of Naden's old uncle's fucking border crossings. <laughs> Little humpies on the... I know where three of his tents are. <laughs> He's got a tunnel under the border. <laughs> um, don't run a UV light over his mattresses. <laughs> For two reasons. <laughs> Young fella absolutely fucking loved it. And uh, right at halftime, you're straight into the toilets. No cues. Straight into the food bit. No cues. Straight into the drinks. Absolutely <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It was great. The best experience you can have at Suncorp yeah. Stadium. Yep. Like we had glorious, glorious fucking tickets. And shout out to everyone that tried to help out with the tickets. I was just fucking inundated with people offering their codes up. Yep. Mainly Brisbane members. You fucking cowards. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you. Yeah, it wasn't much. like they, want, they, didn't, they want, didn't want to go and watch the game with Step to have. Yeah, no. They're like, I'm not going to this massacre. <laughs> you fucking do it. <laughs> Um, and the seats are absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Sitting about on the 30, pendants running at us. And because there was no one there at half time, we just got up and went to the other but end the of the other, field. Yeah, yeah. In, obviously hoping to see like many tries. That's it. Oh, yeah. you know, we, we got the second half's worth yep. as well, as well as first half's worth. But yep. it really looked, and there were a couple of points, Brisbane played a much more controlled and fucking simpler game plan. They look to have gone back a little bit to basics in what they were doing. They were just getting numbers in tackles. They were just getting up off their line quick and they were doing little things better than they'd been doing. For Penrith, it looked like Ivan had taken the opportunity to to pretty much have an opposed training session. He brought back some guys that hadn't played for a while like Capel got a fucking beautiful reintroduction mm-hmm. after having not having played for however long that's been there were some you know some some interesting switches in terms of when he came on and kick out got a rest um, they missed Isaiah Yo and his control and his ability to play both sides or play to both sides of the field I should say um, Fish was in there up to his fucking eyeballs all night. 
And it was almost as if, and I need this to be true, so I'm going to believe it. <laughs> but it, it did look as if Penrith were, were just running through the motions and almost training scenarios. Like almost training, okay, well, how do we just <clears throat> stay down here and, and build some pressure? Or, or how do we do it? Because there were opportunities they had where they had the depth for a long sweep and just didn't take advantage of it. Just kept playing close in, one out, and really getting in and trying to put some some grit, I guess, on the game. Um, Cleary's more phenomenal in person than he is on your television. So I would suggest to everybody that if you do one thing this year, um, go and see him live. Um, I, I now know how the people felt that think they saw Jeebus walk on water. Well, you're saying you knew how those fucking Penrith, Penrith 10 fucking Sydney 5s felt when they were in there TikTok and <laughs> <laughs> at Castle de Cleary. <laughs> no, um, but you know they, they got the job done when they needed to. A couple of things that I'm concerned about in terms of their defense, they'd had that wonderful record of they hadn't leaked points in the first 20 minutes of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's happened a couple of times in a row now. And also a couple of times where they've leaked the first try. So there's a little bit of work to be done there. Particularly when they are progressing themselves through a period of the draw where they're not actually playing anybody. Exactly. And like I think that their draw could be set up a little bit better for them for finals readiness. True. And I don't think and I don't think it is. It's not, but they were looking a little bit tired. You know, they'd had a lot of high intensity matches. Well they're fucking they're lucky that Gus isn't around then, aren't they? That is otherwise they'd be wholesale dropping. Fucking absolutely fucking punch. <laughs> There'll be a lot of contracts hitting the open market for 2021. <laughs> but uh, in Facebook, Chris said, the good sides know how to win ugly, and that was uglier than a fat man's scrotum. So proud of the boys. To come to Brisbane, a place that holds so many unhappy memories for Penrith sides of the past, bury those demons and carry on our record-breaking season in the hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Adam said, how do you have a loss without losing? Well, the Panthers found a way. Hashtag <laughs> Yuri of Cleary. John said, to be fair, it looked like Penrith were looking for an easy win rather than a big score. They were happy to just stay down the Broncos' end of the field and run it in the middle rather than spreading it. I agree. Plenty of overlaps they didn't take advantage of. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. And even more than overlaps, live, you saw exactly how easily some shifts, like just would have put Crichton in space. Or- yeah. Things like that. It was uh, it was wonderful to see. Shunter said, as the case has been all year, Penrith can have an off game, but still pull out a win. Funny how galaxy brain Harvard Tony departs and takes his game theory with him. And all of a sudden, Brisbane resemble a professional football team. Some promising sides in this game. Katoni Stags was in the thick of it. Graham said, even in our worst game of 2020, young Nathan delivers the 13 plus for the punters. <laughs> that was the other thing. Nathan said, "Disrespectful field goal." Yeah, it, the uh, hashtag Yuri of. I was hoping someone. Would, I hoping. I was hoping someone would mention that. Disrespectful field goal, when the other team is still fucking right in it and still pressing when they're and have the ball in possession. Nah, they and won't. you're and you're only ahead two scores. That's that is not disrespectful. Disrespectful is like I hate to fucking say it. Like when you're 
you're up and there's no time left on the game and poor fucking gallon of all people kicks a fucking field goal on you or when like you're you're down to 58 nil when you're down 50 no, nil, 58 this, nil and a guy kicks a field goal for no fucking reason that, they were gone that was actually a game by, by that, that was actually a game, game that was a game that was basically a game icing field goal which is what you expect if it's on offer disrespectful if it was 25 if it was 24 nil fuck yeah even if it had been like what 30 if it had been 30 30 well, to 12 Look, all I know is that it happened mm. and somebody screamed out, oh my God, the disrespect. So <laughs> That's had to be one of us. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got any more of them? No. Nah, all right. Uh, where are we? The uh, Knights... 38 to feed the Sharks, 10 at McDonald Jones. Uh, the Knights, what do we got here? A hat trick to Callum Ponga. Uh, a double to Stafford Toa. Uh, Fitzgibbon King also with tries. Uh, Lino, four or five conversions after Ponga missed a couple. Lino with a penalty goal. And the Sharks, 10 tries to Moot. And, uh, <laughs> and Connor Tracy. Uh, Bryson Goodman with a conversion. And uh, how do you see this one? Look, two how two teams two teams on the slide. That that guy's name is worse than any nickname we could possibly. <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, Mulatalo. I mean, is is yeah, it's, I know. It's vague. It's it's vague, vaguely exotic, but I mean, like, it, if his nickname is not Moot, it is now. It is now. Yep. And I and I would urge any sharks sharks fans to start like a Moot chant. You know, like. <laughs> well, I like, remember when Tuki used to rock it up back in the day. And the crowd would be like, every time he got the ball and yeah. he's running off the back fence, yeah. the crowd would be like, this is what he did. And now we're that when he gets it, mood. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have too many more chances to do it this season because they've only got a couple of weeks to play. Well, but, you, you, you know, 10,000 people are all just going, <laughs> like <they were. laughs> doesn't really translate to a football. I, mean, I think it's easier for, for, you know, when you've got a beer in each hand, mood. Oh, it just seems to go better, I think. Imagine that if that was the Viking clap. Let them have to stretch their flaps out. Let them go. Uh, I still couldn't get it in time. <laughs> well, you know, you'd, you'd have to measure flap density and angle of spread. That'd be way too much maths. Literally one of the first fucking signs of coordination of a fucking toddler is clapping to the wiggles. They can't fucking get that right. How do you expect them to do all this, you know, calculus on fucking beef curtains? <laughs> you know they you know they ain't doing that shit and it's cold down there they're not going to play flaps out in the winter like <laughs> they'll be like glass shade you like wind chimes doctor 15,000 people have shown up with hypothermia of the flap yeah no oh just imagine that it's like they shattered like the guy at the end of T2 yeah Ooh, nasty. Yeah, especially if they all like pulled up like mercury and shit and then started like reconfirming. <laughs> <laughs> then, they, then they all sort of flow together into one thing and fucking voila, there's another Kalen Ponger walking around. <laughs> Actually, probably more likely to be another Camp Smith. <laughs> like, Camp Smith, this is a game between the, the Sharks and the Knights. Bob just walks up and takes it by the hand and walks out with it. <laughs> you can fucking alien or something. Uh, anyway, on to the subject at hand. 
Both sides are kind of sliding out, you know, sliding to the bottom of the eight and looking like first week easy beats. And I didn't see a great deal. I mean, in a head-to-head matchup, I guess it's just set the hierarchy between, you know, who's six, seven, and eight. And uh, the Sharks are most certainly now the absolute lowest, worst performed seed. Yes. In the in the eight at the moment, yeah, thoroughly don't, don't thoroughly don't deserve to be there. Um, and it's it's really hard to like take any positives out of this game for them. Yeah, the. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion in the Sharks at the moment. You know, and and that was the thing of Sharks teams of the past, the the successful one anyway. Uh, and I say this because I, I don't know if anyone remembers, so I will fucking remind you that I said after 2016, that was as high as the Sharks would ever go and you would slowly slide back into mediocrity. And that's where you will remain forever fucking more. So here you are. Eat my ass. But those Sharks teams of the past at, at least knew what they were. Yep. They were a gritty, hardworking forward pack with a bench that had come in and back up exactly what the starters were doing that would get in and fucking grind up the middle of the field all night. And the backs would play off the back of that. There just seems at the moment to be like a couple of individuals wanting to do this thing mm-hmm. and then another couple trying to do something else. Summed up by you know someone with a fucking pea-sized brain like Chad Townsend trying to take matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. He's thrown a shoulder charge. After play has been stopped. Like not an obscured shoulder charge where it was like a shoulder charge where he kind of tried to hide that he was shot. Yeah. It was it was straight up launched. And launched is a good word because he left the ground. And you know, with his shoulder, you know, as the impact thing and his arms tucked and yeah. there wasn't like any like oh, I'm gonna bullshit reach around and hit him with a shoulder charge, but sort of it's that thing where they yeah. like smash him with the shoulder and then like flail the arm out. Yeah, yeah. There was none of that. It was just like he, yeah. he was locked into a fucking Rock formation, yeah. Launched. So let's let's say at any one of those things, yep. You take any one of those out of the equation. Well, remember they brought in they they brought in the ability to sinbin <coughs> players for for late shots and like foul play on playmakers. Yep. Like what two years ago, a year ago, whenever yep. it was. That's it. And um, so hasn't really been needed. No, not really, because it, pretty much as soon as they you know, brought in the koala rule, yep, the the it stopped. Yeah. The abuse stopped. That's it. And because um, mostly it was like things like you know smashing JT well after he passed the ball and things like that. Or Cooper, fuck Cooper Cronk yeah. used to cop it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he never fucking sucked about it. You know, yeah, true. Just, you know. But um, but this one was like fucking stoppage of play. Yeah. <laughs> Launched. Yeah. And, and it was because fucking Wade Graham was down injured. Yeah. That's why he called a halt to play. Yeah. But okay, so take stoppage out. This is the thing you got. You take stoppage out. He's still. It's still. He's still intentionally. Lo- he's still. In, well, he's, he's he's still intentionally launched himself. I mean, you can't say you're trying to get a big hit because, like, it was always. It was still at the time he left the ground. It was always. A, <coughs> it was always a, a shoulder charge, baseline yeah. the worst, like the absolute lowest case scenario of of severity. It was always a shoulder charge. Yeah, and so this is the thing though: is Chad trying to give away a penalty? And take Ponger out of the game 
Like, you know, we know well, that Well, look, the thing is, Ponga... If folds you, I if mean, you... If you can get away with really putting it on him and, you know, slipping him up high, roughing him up when he's taking a bomb and things yep. like that, he can absolutely get fucking... He can get head fucked by yep. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been proven in state of origin level. It's been proven in NRL level multiple times this yeah, season. That's it. Like, it's, it's a fact. Jamie Sailor 2.0. And this is the thing. And he was having a great game as well. So perhaps it's just Chad's like, okay, we've got to fucking you know take him down a notch because we're not going to get back in the game the way he's going. Yeah. So but again, that screams to me lack of cohesion. If the team can't get together and, you know, because fuck, he gave him three opportunities to huddle and talk. Mm-hmm. Right, true. If they can't get together and talk about, well, what are they going to do and plug these fucking holes and who's here and who's running there and who's, yep. you know, who's calling out what they're doing defensively. Yeah. If that's happening, you don't need to take fucking dickhead shots to try and do something to to stop him. And you know what? Is it the fucking five eighth job to be put on the fucking shots anyway? Exactly. And especially a five eight, <laughs> like, honestly, who hasn't exactly had the greatest year. But he's not known for being a hitman or an enforcer or anything he's like not. that. He's not. But I'm saying his position in the side wasn't guaranteed. They've yeah. got. Um. But, you know, Moylan, he's there. Well, he's, he's there by he's grace broken. of injured. He's he's there by yeah, grace of injured Moylan. Yeah, yeah. But um, look, the the Knights continued their their up and down. Yeah, you no, know, they're Is they're it? just in one of those seasons where they'll put a, an almost complete performance in, and and st- and still unfortunately have like what we saw a little while ago against the Cowboys. Yeah, well, this the thing. Right. The thing is, this was a good performance, and four weeks out from the finals, this is the, you go. Wow, we can fucking build on this. Yep. Look at all the things you did great. Look at how you minimised the things you've been doing shit. Yep. You scored a lot of points. Attack's been a problem. You defended really well. Defense yep. has been a problem. Look yeah. at all these positive fucking yeah. things, and then we'll move on to the when we start to talk about the previews for this week, and then he's pretty much going to bin it. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I, I yeah. So I just, I don't know, yeah. So, I mean, they, they can take a lot away from this great performance, but then you're not going to remember it next week. Mm. Which we'll get for reasons that we'll get into. That's it. Anyway, Clevo said, Ponga's face right now was me after good vibrations with Basement Jacks in 2009. I assume he refers to the bit where he was walking around with a tampon stuck up his nose. Literally. <laughs> a tampon stuck up his nose. Uh, Joel said, fuck, I can see why you blokes don't listen with commentary going on and on about should be a penalty at worst. It's a shoulder charge. It's high. It's late. The cunt took five full strides after Ponger had stopped to the whistle and leapt at him. Talk about roid rage. Yeah, it it was an all-time fucking frittata snap. And it is a snap. I mean, like, like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest at all it's not a hopper because that that was in his in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time as well, I mean, I don't, th- I, I still think that you know, that Hopper being the loose unit he was back then, where he smashed Keefe, I still, th- I still think that you know, he's not he's not thinking I'm going to go and take this cunt's head off and knock him out cold and fucking you know, and and my career. He's like, I'm just going to put on because back then, obviously, shoulder charges was the yeah, thing. Is I'm just going to put on the biggest fucking shoulder charge I can. Just to level this cunt and try and lift the, you know, lift the boys yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then it just, it just, so much. The reason why it's not in the game anymore because so much can go wrong with it. Yes, and you end up with that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, 
Uh, Winston said, well, on the 14th anniversary of Steve Irwin's death, it is very fitting the Knights have firmly got their thumb up the shark's butthole. <laughs> uh, Daniel said, get the card out, boys. Unleash the credit. Hashtag choo-choo cunts. And uh, Mitch on Twitter said, Chad doing what coach should have done. Rule himself out for the rest of the season. Yes. And he has and he has successfully done close to that. Yeah. I mean, he may be back for the finals, which would be a wonderful boost for the Sharks. If they make it. Well, they're going to make it. I mean, this is, this is, the eight's settled. Don't fall for the fucking commentators and you know, trying to drum some interest into the fucking race. It's yeah. over this weekend. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not saying that because I haven't gone in and done my ladder predictor like I normally do. Yeah, you don't, this is the thing. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's so everything. I said is, I haven't done my ladder predictor, yeah. so it matters. Fair enough. You know, still- the, the dogs might win by forty or something. I don't know. I oh, know they're only playing manly. You're not making. No, it. no, well, no. We want the dogs to win. Yeah, hundred percent. Because we want the fucking hundred percent. Problem is though, that's on Friday, <sighs> and then the Titans are playing the Broncos Ugh. after after the Friday, like on Saturday or something. So you watch. If Manly do the honourable thing like they did in '97 and sacrifice a game for the good of rugby league, you watch the fucking Broncos go. Well, fuck that! We can't be last and lift and beat the fucking yeah, Titans give them a reason. and make it all for nothing. Yep, you know, fuck them. Soft, soft draw, Broncos. Soft draw. Melbourne twenty-two to feed the Rabbitohs sixteen at ANZ Stadium. The Storm tries to Pappenhausen, Olam, Tino, Munster with three or four conversions from Cam Smith. The uh, Rabbits, 16 through tries to Campbell, Graham, Cody Walker, two conversions, two penalties to Adam Reynolds. Now we're starting to get into the more finals sort of games. And uh, this was a... South obviously surging lately, but lost Luttrell, you know, through through last week. So, yep. you know, how... And it turns out the resurgence was actually real. Yeah. I mean, this is a great fucking game. They yep. had they had Melbourne's... They had Melbourne's measure. You know, they were the equal to the Storm for yep. almost the entire game. They just got them late. And um and I, this game